0: Welcome to the TrailerCast with Elise Snipes. Each week, I will be sharing with you from inside my vintage trailer where I work as a therapist and share some of my musings on the human experience. I am endlessly fascinated and inspired by people. I love being a therapist and I'm deeply grateful for the intimate and beautiful work I get to do. I believe we are wildly capable of healing and making this world a better place And this is my attempt at doing that. Sharing beauty to invoke beauty. May you find yourself inside these stories and ponderings and be better for it. Cheers. to yesterday's yesterday's trailer cast episode um, today, here, at the same time, and I just thought it'd be fun to be able to include you in the process so that you can um, partially see it, see how it happens, and then also be a part of asking questions or um, just being in in reflection with me as we think or consider um, today. So, also, I've got a super squeaky chair, so that's going to be part of this as well. Um, but thank you guys for hanging out and being here and showing up. And typically when I create a podcast, I, I go inward first. And I think about like, what are the things that are like brewing inside of me? And then is there a way that I could uh, release that into the world that has meaning not only for me, but for other people as well. And so I tend to have a bunch of different scribbled notes <laughs> and then I, collect those throughout the week like the little cosmic-y breadcrumbs that have been around since the beginning of the week and think about like what has been being orchestrated maybe what has been speaking to me or brewing like I said it kind of feels like 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 when you are well, when I was a kid and I wanted to make like a witch's brew and I would like add all these different components and things that I would find, I'd find acorns and eucalyptus leaves and dirt and little red berries and anything I can find from the park and I'd want to stir it up. And, and I think that that is sometimes what it feels like in the creation mode here as well, where I'm like, okay, there was, um, that thing that my daughter said, and then there was that conference that I got to speak at. And then there's like this birthday stuff that's coming up in an old childhood echo. And, and I want, all of that to come together, and so then I post up and pay attention to the way in which it is coming together and in the way that it is and has been brewing in me that week. And so that's how Trailer Cast is made. <laughs> and yeah, okay, today I'm 35 years old. Today, 35 is a, is a different, it's like a The way that I felt about 35 so far is this, I feel like I'm halfway to 70. So I just can't stop seeing that that's like this halfway point. And I don't also, let me clarify. I love getting older. Every part of it feels so right and good and clear. And I still feel like I am catching up numerically to the age that I feel. So I love getting older because I feel like I'm actually finding myself if that makes any sense at all. Like I can remember turning 10 and 14 and 16 and feeling like, God, I feel like a hundred years old. Will I ever feel or match? Will I ever match myself? And so I think I'm getting closer. I still feel like 35 feels, um, that there's a long way to go. And, I feel like every year I'm, I ask if, if I'm there yet, like, have I, have I found myself? Like, have I matched the internal age of experience that I feel with like the external like number that's represented? So all that to say, um, getting older, I think is the bomb. There's so much freedom in it. There is such wholeness in it. There is so much, um, I don't know, like permission. Is that what it is? there's, there's a, there's a sense of the more that I am myself and the more that I am myself in front of other people, the more authentically I embrace who I am and others can embrace me authentically as well, because I am who I am. And I think that piece, like that truth then provides the authentic connection that we're actually craving. And we can't always get because we're trying to posture or be a certain way. And if we do that, then others can't authentically be with us. And so I think as we get older and we like shed some of the trappings that we think make us worthy or valuable or um, relevant, (laughs) that when we take that off and enter into our authentic self with ourself, and then allow that authentic self to be witnessed, that there's opportunity for intimacy without obstacle. And so I think that that's what I'm like climbing towards, like as I move upwards on the age ladder is this sense of the more me I am and the more me I allow to be witnessed, then the more intimacy that I actually get to receive, which is a thing I've been chasing all along. So endless permission to be, to be with, and then to be seen. Um, one thing I wanted to do today is I I wanted to actually dip into a bit of a confession that might come as a bit of a surprise. Um, the like my one of my I think my oldest one of my oldest or deepest echoes is this long-standing feeling of internal bad, and I think that ongoing feeling of feeling. That if, if people really see me or know me, then they're going to see that I'm actually bad. Now, while I understand that it is not rational thinking. It is a super strong feeling. And there are different ways to try to like wiggle out of that, like edge out of that experience. But what has tend to happen is it's, it's my preconceived notion. It's what I expect to happen. And so I'm going to tell you a quick story. Um, two weeks ago, I was in Denver at the evolving faith conference and I ran into somebody I hadn't seen in a long time. And my immediate, my immediate go-to was that, Oh God, we haven't seen each other since I like did that thing. And, um, we got kicked out of our church experience. And so I just, I just put her into the system that clearly she's going to think I'm bad. And so I retreated right? Like if I perceive that you might think that I'm bad, well, I'm not going to be like, Hey, look at me. I'm bad. I'm going to go like, "Mm," like, hi, let's be back here and safe. And so what could she possibly read into that? Like if I'm way back here and safe, where is, what, where, what room and opportunity does she have to, to see me accurately? I'm, I'm actually feeding the system. I'm actually feeding the beast by retreating and staying back here and letting bad win. And so I was like caught off guard because it's one of the first times I've had to interact with somebody um, where I f- from our old church in a way that we feel like ooh bad is following me, and I'm going to be exposed for the like the like heretic that I am. <laughs> I'm saying it's a little bit tongue in cheek. The truth is, I I really am afraid of the ongoing uh, rejection of for people misunderstanding my desire to stand up for love. Period. And. If I can't go in front of it and explain it, then will they perceive it or understand it or get it? Or will I just be like, whatever, judged? And how do I feel about that? So you know what? Freaking, it means something. (laughs) Like how other people perceive me is important. Huh. Like as a woman who like values authenticity, I actually care if someone um, thinks that part of what, I am doing is bad. (laughs) And so I noticed that. That was the first interaction that happened. The second interaction was I had an opportunity to speak last week at the Rise Above Summit, um, and I'm in a room full of professionals. So these are women that are in the healthcare industry, behavioral healthcare, addiction industry, recovery, medical fields. And I had an opportunity to talk about reclaiming and, and rewriting the feminine narrative and what it means to be a woman now and what is the inheritance that we have received from the women who've come before us about what it means to be a woman in connection to other women. And then what we do with that as we go forward, like what's the legacy that we are continuing to pass on to the women who come after us. And so I offered up some like fill in the blank options of like, like, how would you fill in the blank? Women are based on your interactions. So for whatever that's worth, there is an element that if I keep filling in my own blanks with my internal perceived bad, then what's going to happen is I'm going to continue to retreat and keep people way out here. And that I'm feeding the beast in the system that says that like, Oh, mm, got it. And so what I am leaning towards in this 35th year is what if I didn't live from my perceived bad? Like what if I, instead of assuming but that's what people see or will remember that I leaned into the perception of my intern of internal good. So what if when I see people or speak or show up on Instagram or I'm at the park that I don't, that I don't listen to the echo of like, Ooh, bad. What if I thought, Oh, value worth worth, power something to say integral part of the community like do you I would I would lean in so differently to each relationship and person I came across if I moved and operated from the lens that I have perceived goodness rather than perceived bad and so that's like that's part of this brew that's been swirling within me is while I have been on mission this last almost two years here on TrailerCast, pushing in and towards this authentic sense of self, <laughs> I think that what I'm longing for is that while I have and have been willing to push into some authentic challenge or authentic vulnerability or authentic pain or authentic wounding or things that I feel I could um, charge the room, when I talk openly about my history and, and mental health, when I talk openly about my decision to marry a same sex couple, when I talk openly about what it means to, for me to be me, and if I can lean in towards that as if that is good rather than that, then I think that the way that I create and write and think and speak and connect and love and all of that is gonna look totally different. Because if I am willing to step forward and say, hey, like, I'm gonna do this anyway at the risk of rejection, That is a different leaning in and leading with pain than saying, no, like I know and I believe that it's good and I don't fear that rejection because I know who I am. I was dropping the kids off at school today and I had started this last year and I recorded it on a podcast, but I was talking to my son, Isaac, about remembering who he is all the time. And so this morning as the kids are unloading Judah turns around and looks at me and he goes, Hey mom, I remember who I am. And I said, Oh, okay. He goes, I am Judah and I love being me. And like, I'm like, that's part of the ongoing legacy. Like that's the thing that I also want to know within myself and have intentionally put those words forward on behalf of my kids. That that would be the banner that they live under is an internal sense of good, an internal sense of I know who I am and I love it <laughs> and I love me, and that he gets to walk into kindergarten and like and live from that place. And I, and he got out of the car and I'm tearing up like I did then. And I was like, buddy, like me too, me too. I wanna say me too, me too. So what I feel like I can commit to in regards to what happens from 35 to 70, as I thought my 70-year-old self, right? Like I'm thinking about like what kind of woman will I be at 70? And so last night, I spent some time really sitting on that, thinking, what would my 70-year-old self have to say to me? What would 70-year-old Elise with twice the life have to say to me now? And since I'm a therapist and I can't help myself, I wrote myself a letter. and I'm going to read that to you. So this is a letter that I wrote for my 70-year-old self to my right-now self on my 35th birthday. Dear girl, dear girl, 35, you have been looking forward to this age, thinking that with each passing year, you would get a little closer to the age you feel. You made a deal at age 20 that your next 20 would look different, lighter, easier, But you don't make deals like that anymore. You know that whatever the years hold, you will weather them regardless. With strength, dignity, with an internal fierceness that can only be acquired through years of withstanding all sorts of storms. And you, young girl, have done that. Stood in the face of so many things. Way more than your share. More than five people share. More, if we're being really honest. And while I see within you this shiny optimism, you are still afraid of your shadow. Afraid that one wrong move and the darkness will be back to swallow the illusion of what you call your happy life. You're more than you deserve. And you think that by keeping it at bay, not letting it all the way in, that you will somehow preserve it keeping it from becoming all the way good in case it later becomes all the way bad. What funny games you play. Girl, my wish for you on this 35th turn around the sun would be that you would let it all the way in, the good. That this would be the year you stop fearing the shadow. That you would see what I see so clearly in you, a girl who wants to laugh loud and long and free. In the face of danger and pain and grief and sorrow, a girl who knows her depths and resilience and deserves to know her lightness and tenderness too. If you are halfway to me, this is what I hope for you. In the midst of all your hurry and handling it all, that you would still hold the hand of the girl within you asking if it is safe to come out yet. That while you hold the door open for so many to come through that you would allow yourself safe passage to. I hope that you let love in, all the way in, and let it live there, rooting down into the good soil you have been cultivating. It is time to plant, time to bury seeds of hope and light and wild love. Girl, make time for you, see you, tend to you. You will not lose when you do this. You are not taking from others when you do this. Quite the opposite, actually. You are leading them, leading them to their own treasured gardens. And you know what? It's okay if not everything you do has meaning. Relax a bit. Let things be as they are. There is enough meaning already. Girl, by the time you make it to me, you will have wished you listened, wished you slowed down, wished you reclaimed your time. So before you blow out your candles and make your wish for all your secret longings, what is it you need, really need, and will you give that to yourself anyway? Self anyway. Stop waiting for it all to piece together someday and press into the right now magic of the life you have waited so long to live. It is already good. You are already good. Girl, good girl, live. Yours your rocking future 70 year old self who still laughs wildly and drinks her whiskey neat and, and is really, really glad she listened when she did. hearing it back are something totally different. And, um, to hear the echo from the future, if you will, the other part of this witch's brew that I have been thinking about is this, is that for a long time, I spent a lot of life, like in like in sad, like, I feel like that sadness was like this, this home for better or for worse that I was familiar with. And every once in a while, I feel like that same sad shadow, like, kind of come over me. Especially on my birthday. My birthdays have been, like, traditionally sad, to sad days. And as I waited for that familiar sadness to creep in, I thought, like, what do I want, need from today? And as a healthy adult, can I give that to myself instead of waiting for it to cosmically arrive on my doorstep and just appear? And I think that that's another paradigm shift for me, is that there are times where I uh, wait for this finish line or something, some arrival, that these things will mysteriously dissipate and pain will no longer exist. And I think what happens instead is if I realize that I am an adult who is able to hold deep joy and create good, but I don't have to wait. I don't have to wait for it to arrive. Like it, it, and maybe this is something that you've already stumbled upon and figured out. And, and yet for me, there is this sense of, I have this autonomy and this newfound sense of permission and power. That means that I don't have to wait for the sad shadow to leave. I can lean into joy. Like I don't need sadness to write me a permission slip to go to joy. I am able to say, um, I'm not going to go there today. Could today look different? And if I'm not just a passive participant in my own life, if I'm actually like the woman in the driver's seat, then I get to choose what this is. But I do think that's true. And that's what I'm sitting in and experimenting with for this 35th year is instead of living out of the echoes of the past, or the perceived echo from the past, and then putting that into the system is the self-fulfilling prophecy of how I'm going to be perceived or rejected or left or abandoned or found to be inherently evil and awful. I know that's dark, you guys. <laughs> but I'm just, that's what I got. <laughs> that if I could allow that to go and stay within that first 35, and if I saw it like this, like 35 and then to the, to 70, like for the second half, would there be this sense of being able to say, um, I want to believe in good instead of waiting for some cosmic shoe to drop. And that feels a little reckless and also like thrilling and also true. Like if I when I sit, I'm like, yeah. Yeah. And it's easy, right? When I see my, my sons and my daughter remind me who they are. I am Isaac. I am Judah. I am Eden. And I love being me. And it's so clearly true in them. How could it not also be true for me? So my confession before you is that I feel like there is, I have been striving to arrive or achieve a sense of goodness that would mean that I was okay or a safe person to speak into your life. And instead of chasing it, I want to like put it on. So instead of reaching for it, I want to just ha- like have it lean and, and lead from there. So where I am going with this today is I spent some time revising what 2020 was going to look like. I thought if there was a way to like truly create others into a different form of narrative, an honest narrative, a powerful narrative, a safe narrative, but one that we get to revise, then everything that I get to do is going to look a little different. So today, I am also have the pleasure of announcing what weekends is going to look like in 2020. And what weekends are it is time for us to really sit and marinate in your story, unpack it, put out on the curb what we no longer need to keep, fill back in the things we actually need that serve us and allow us to live free so that we can actually live in a sense of sustainable change. And I think that 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 has been the most transformative work of my life, is the opportunity to to see it and be able to do some deconstructive work on it and then rebuild. And I think right now our culture is going through a lot of this, these bite-sized pieces where we don't ever get to the real work. And so instead of 50 clinical minutes, what does a whole weekend look like? And... Instead of enough change to sustain me for now, what about like flipping the thing so we can actually move forward and stop wasting time? And with weekends, I think my answer and response to that is I want people to like have the fruit of their life now. I don't want to wait till I'm 70 to be like, got it. Like, I, I also, no offense if you're 70. <laughs> it's like there is a sense of like, Now, whatever your now is and whatever age you're sitting in, don't wait until your next time to have the life you've actually been longing for and looking for. Now is the season I'm sitting in. Now I want to look at hard things and now I want to look at good things. Now I want to look at power and safety and community and honesty. Now I want to make those changes and live into that now. Like, what am I, wa- I, I ask myself all the time. What am I waiting for? Like, why would I wait on that? Why would I sit on that and say, you know what? I'll handle that. Like when I'm 40, like I'll just do that then. And it's like, no, now. So here's what's happening for weekends, 2020 personal retreats where we take you through your stuff together safely, strongly with complete like capability and passion and ability To do it right and well. So the first experience is going to be in Holden Beach, North Carolina, March 27th to 29th. We are staying on a beautiful house right on the beach and I'm thrilled. I am thrilled to go to the East Coast. I am so excited to be in that part of the United States and to get to have, it's, it feels like the house reminds me a little bit of like some, somewhere like real housewives meets real world, but like, like healthy people, <laughs> that, but the house itself speaks to like good things will happen there. So the first location for weekends is going to be, um, Holden Beach, North Carolina. And the second location is going to be Austin, Texas, May 1st to the 3rd. So if you have been thinking about like coming to weekends and the West Coast is too far, we're gonna meet once on the East Coast, North Carolina, and once dead center in the heart of America in Texas, Austin, Texas, May 1st to the 3rd. And I'm thrilled. I'm so excited um, to get to actually like one, like one bring weekends further um, so that more people have opportunity to be there. So we're gonna have two of those. And last part is this. Um, when I thought about like, I, I challenge myself often to like think bigger, like th- just go harder. Don't don't just sit with status quo. And so I thought, you know, it would be interesting. Like, what if, what if just keeping that here? What if like spin the globe a bit and see where would we, where could we go and take more of like a wild trip? So there's this, or there's what's new for 2020 is a wild women retreat, and I'm combining adventure therapy with some of my own brain baby with some like yoga meets embodiment. And we're going to Bali next October one year. You have an entire year to save your pennies, Bali, Indonesia, October 12th to the 16th. It's five days, four nights, and it's going to be bitching. It is this. I feel like this is I feel like I'm gonna I'll say I, I feel like this is exactly the kind of experience and retreat that I was made to be a part of and to lead and to host. So the idea is that we are going into our wild and to be able to reclaim that like raw authentic piece of who we are and to bring that all the way forward so that we live with a little bit less like perceived check and balance and a little bit more confidence, authenticity and truth. All of that information and registration is available at elisesnipes.com www.elysesnipes.com. dot um, Another fun fact for you, and I thought this was interesting. Every person who has signed up so far is someone who has already come to weekends. What I heard in that is that the people who have been get it and want to keep having it. So I I was blown away by that. I'm like, whoa, okay. So every, so the people who have signed up for weekends and for the Wild Women Treat in Bali have been to weekends before that was one, a just a mind blowing honor to see that the people who've literally already done this are like, I want to be there. I want to, whatever's next, whatever's more, I want that. So there are only ten spots left now for Bali because there are everybody from Weekends last year is gonna is grabbing that trip. So if you're thinking about joining, I would check that out. And again, you have an entire year to um, plan, prepare, save to make that happen. There's an early bird situation going on right now. So my birthday today, to my brother and sister's birthday next week, Um, a full week of an early bird discount for both weekends um, stateside and the Wild Women's Retreat internationally, um, $500 off your trip. So would love for you to take advantage of that and also would love to be able to answer any questions you have or thoughts about that or anything that you need, but more often than not, I hear from women, this desire to be able to go and actually like live and take care of themselves. And I do think that we are like, we are in the throes of like this, this, this big sacred feminine movement that women have this mantle is what I see that more now than ever, women work for themselves more now than ever. Women are willing to take care of themselves more now than ever. Like women are moving in like in power and truth. And it is a Blowing my mind, and I would like to be able to help host and facilitate women who are in that space that are like, you know what, I um, it's my turn. It's my turn, and so I want a weekend in Texas or a weekend in North Carolina or a freaking whole week in Bali to be able to go and um, really get a good like strong hold on who that is, so that I feel like clear and unstuck and like I have a clear way forward. So, all that to say, would love to spend some really good quality time with you this year. March 27th to 29th, Holden Beach, North Carolina, May 1st to the 30th, Austin, Texas. And then a year from now, October 12th to the 16th, Bali, Indonesia. And it's going to be bitchin'. I'm just putting it out there, you guys. I am, I am, it's next level. And that's like what this whole year is about is dreaming bigger and, and going further and not waiting for life to change or to get different, but actually being the catalyst that creates the change that I've been after. Um, I've shared this before, but I'm going to say it again. When I I was at a personal leadership retreat this summer and my leader in the group, she said, um, adults can't be abandoned. And she's like, drops that, like, little bomb in the room as she's walking by. It wasn't even a part of what we were learning. And I sat there, and I thought, God, that's fascinating. There is this inner child, this, like, inner person in me that has lived out of this fear of being left. But so I looked at her. I'm like, can you say it again? And she's like, yeah, adults can't be abandoned. Because, you know, they would just, like, cash an Uber to a rent-a-car place and rent a car and, like, handle their life. And I'm like, okay. Now listen, but listen to it. See, this is the thing. I thought, God, there's this eight-year-old in me that is afraid of being left. But when I'm looking at like my 35-year-old self, I'm like, so if I was left, like then I would I would have the resources to actually handle that. And so here's what I what I want to communicate to you in that the the child in us that is waiting powerlessly for thing for us to be old enough to actually do something about the life that we have is now when we enter into our healthy self, our healthy adult self says, I'm capable of creating change. I deserve to have change. Um, and regardless of how this, like how I'm perceived by others in my process, I owe it to myself to be myself in fullness. And I think that's, that's what I heard Jill actually saying was, you're not little, you're a full healthy adult and full healthy adults take care of themselves. And don't have to live out of this perceived fear of being left, abandoned, rejected, forgotten, misunderstood. Because healthy adults would use their voice, correct somebody, get curious, ask better questions, make room for clarification, have the difficult conversation, um, just do that thing. And so I now notice that when I feel like I'm, I dip into this form of fear or confusion, that I'm like, oh right, okay. So healthy self knows all I have to do is clear that up or have that conversation or make room for that and say, huh, what do I need to do? What do I want to do? What am I capable of doing? Because adult land. So that's my word to you today. (sighs) 35, halfway to 70, feeling great about it, feeling empowered by it, feeling like it's going to be rad. And that I get to have a say in it. I think I, have waited a long time for my life to be somehow scripted for me, and that I could just like play a role in it. Like that there was some other narrator, and I was just like being handed a part. I wasn't sure if I wanted to play. And I think that that was very true of most of my early life. Was like, I don't want this role. This is not. This is not the role. And now as an adult, I'm like, I get to choose my own role. Like I get to choose what I say yes to and don't do. I get to choose like what I say yes to and what I say no to and how I'm cast and how my lines, right? Like the whole thing. I'm like, I get to choose that. That's what we get as adults is autonomy and creativity, um, power and truth. And then we also become responsible for what we do with that. So I'm feeling stoked. That's all. Thanks for letting me be here this morning um i also realized that as i was sitting here i stopped paying attention to if this was actually recording for this podcast so we'll see if this actually works otherwise it might have just been a beautiful like experience for us just to have here together today if anybody has any questions or things um that are coming up this was really fun and it's like really good to be here and to connect with real people i needed this today too and as i like keep pushing into like to, to honesty in front of you and to honesty before you is I need to connect to real people in real time. I feel like thirsty for that, for, uh, for, for people that are out here on a similar journey, and um, for people that are out here trying to connect the dots or see the constellation and the stars. And that's what, um, that's what I'm in pursuit of is real connection to real people who are looking to play a real part in their life, um, and to do the damn thing. <laughs> So that's what, that's what today is. And yes, I joined of my previous. So thank you for being here in this wild fun Instagram experiment meets podcast land. Um, If you were together today with me in the trailer, and I hope you got a bit of that today via the video portion of Instagram, is um, what are you doing with your one wild and precious life? Asking you through the lens of that beautiful poem from Mary Oliver, what are you doing? What do you want to do? What do you want to write in? What do you want to uh, de-roll or de-script from? And what do you want to write in and fill in the blanks with for your one wild and precious life? I hope that today you feel inspired. I hope that today you feel freedom to lean forward in honesty and authenticity and in power and to know that when you are seen, that you were seen all the way in good. I'm leaning into that today too. And if we were here, I would make sure that you actually leaned towards me, (laughs) that we actually leaned in towards each other and laughed a bit about uh, the actual physical posture that happens when we move towards each other rather than away from each other in some ridiculous thought of, of safety that actually keeps us from each other. So more power, more truth, more wild, more fun. If you want any more information about weekends or the Wild Women Retreat, um, you can go to elisesnipes.com. It's www elisesnipes.com. Would love to have you at one of those experiences. I hope you think about it. Feel free to email me if you have any questions about that. Hello at elisesnipes.com. And I'll be on the other end of that. Okay. You guys have a great week. I can't wait to see you again next time. Thanks for listening. To connect with me, suggest a topic for the show, or ask a question from your own life you would like to have answered, email me at Elise at TrailerCast.com. E-L-Y-S-E at TrailerCast.com. You can also see more on the TrailerCast website or follow me on Instagram at TrailerCast, where you can watch the renovation of my vintage mobile office and see more from behind the scenes. Remember, you can subscribe on iTunes and tell your friends.